Hello, bitches, besties, and bros. Welcome to episode six of Dumb Bitch Fitness. Today's episode is your crash course to all three of the macronutrients and basically everything that you need to know about them, what their purpose in the body is, how they're digested in the body, but I'm going to make it super simple. I know this is sounding like biology class already, but I'm going to keep it short and sweet and to the point. Obviously, this is not everything there is to know about the macros. This is just what I feel is necessary for you in a health and fitness journey to know and what you can use to your benefit. I'm going to start with carbs, then go to fats, then go to protein. Protein is going to be the smallest, shortest section because I actually have a whole episode already about protein. It's called Protein 101. It's episode three, and it's a more in-depth version, and I go into a little bit more detail than I'm going to in this episode. So if you want to learn more about protein, it's role in the body and how to efficiently use it to your benefit, if that makes sense. So I will link that down below, but if not, it's episode three. At the end of each section, I'm going to be giving you a list of foods that fall under that specific macro so that you can get an idea of which foods are considered what and look at your diet and see which foods are what macro. And maybe if you're, say you are low on protein, you can get some inspiration as to what foods you should be eating or can eat to get your protein up or carbs up or fats up, whatever it may be. Believe it or not, there are actually four macronutrients, but the main ones and the only ones that are really recognized as macronutrients are carbohydrates, fats, and proteins. The fourth macronutrient is alcohol. Alcohol does contain calories, but it is not a food, therefore isn't really recognized as its own macro. But if you're curious, alcohol contains seven calories per one gram. So you can't really track alcohol because say in MyFitnessPal, if you are tracking macros, you're only able to track carbs, fats, and proteins. So I like to track alcohol as carbs. So for example, a White Claw is 100 calories and it only says two grams of carbs. But as I'm going to get into, if you don't know, one gram of carb has four calories. So if a White Claw only has two grams of carbs, that means it should be eight calories, right? But it says 100. So what I like to do is I like to take 100 calories and I like to track it as 25 grams of carbs because the calories are coming from the alcohol, but alcohol isn't listed on nutrition facts. Therefore, it's like it doesn't exist. <laughs> but that's a little tip before we get into the real macros. So we're starting with carbs. You've probably heard carbs to be quote-unquote, the body's preferred source of energy. The reason why is because when you eat carbs, it is broken down into glucose to be used for immediate energy. And then furthermore, excess is stored as glycogen to be used for energy at a future time. 
It is the easiest for the body to break down very quickly. Therefore, is the body's quote-unquote preferred source of energy. As I just mentioned before, one gram of carbs equals four calories. So, for example, if something has 25 grams of carbs in it, it's going to equal 100 calories. So, macros just make up calories. So, everyone knows what a calorie is. You see them, you've heard of them, you're probably scared of them like all of us once were. Wow, that's so bad to say. But honestly, it's true. Diet culture is real. But hopefully, I can teach you to not be scared of calories or carbs or fats or protein. Anyway, so macros are the next step under calories. It's really just what calories are made up of. And it gives you a better insight of a balanced diet or better insight into a balanced diet because you're able to see where those calories are coming from since each macro does serve different purposes in the body. The main purpose in the body of carbs is to be broken down for energy, specifically quick energy. I'm going to give you the easiest breakdown of carbs effect on blood sugar. So, you just ate a banana, right? For your pre-workout meal because you wanted those quick carbs that everyone's talking about. So, you consume carbs. They are broken down into sugar, which enter the bloodstream, which causes your blood sugar levels to rise. As your blood sugar levels rise, your pancreas produces insulin. Now, I'm sure you've heard of insulin. If you don't know what it is, insulin is a hormone. And what it does is it prompts the cells to absorb the blood sugar and turn it into glucose or store it as glycogen. So when I say glucose, just think energy. And when I say glycogen, think of energy that is being stored to be used at a future time. As the cells absorb the blood sugar, simultaneously levels in the bloodstream fall. As sugar levels fall in the bloodstream, the pancreas produces glucogen. Glucogen is another hormone and what it does is it tells the liver to start releasing stored sugar. This is to regulate blood sugar levels. That is what happens when you consume carbohydrates and I just want to note this is in a healthy individual. This is not in anyone who is pre-diabetic, type 2 diabetic, diabetic period. So just keep that in mind. Of course, there are other purposes of carbs in the body, and I'll talk more about that when it comes to protein as well. But the main purpose is always energy. That's why it is so crucial to make sure, especially if you're working out, doing cardio, training hard, lifting, you want to be able to have energy for not only only that, but your everyday activities. So make sure you eat your carbs. Now, when hearing about carbohydrates, I'm sure you've heard about simple versus complex carbs. And I'm going to break this down very simply, no pun intended. Simple carbs are carbs that are made up of a simple chemical structure. So usually only one or two sugars. This means that they can be easily broken down because they are not very strong. 
And this also means they can be quickly utilized for energy. So this leads to a very rapid rise in blood sugar levels and also insulin release. A way to avoid such rapid rises in blood sugar is to be eating carbs consistently throughout the day so that your levels can maintain stable throughout the day, therefore leading to better hunger cues, less cravings, and overall energy and consistent mood throughout the day. Vice versa, complex carbs have a more complex chemical structure, usually consisting of three or more sugars, and they usually contain fiber, which slows digestion and makes them harder to break down. Doesn't have an immediate impact on blood sugar levels, makes them rise slower. The best or efficient time to eat simple carbohydrates are probably pre and post-workout, specifically pre-workout when you want that quick, immediate release of energy. A simple carb would be like a bagel or a banana or orange juice, something that has super simple sugars. Then post-workout, you want a good source of carbs as well because it does help to start muscle protein synthesis, as well as the recovery process. Then you would want to eat complex carbs more throughout the day with your meals to keep you satiated for longer and slow the digestion process. So this would be like oatmeal, sweet potato, lentils, brown rice versus white rice, things of that sort. Now, here are a list of foods that are a majority carbs. They may have a gram of two of fat or protein, but they are mainly carbs. Of course, this is not every single source of carbs, but these are the ones that come to mind. Rice, potatoes, and this is any types of rice, any types of potatoes fruit, all fruit, we're talking berries, apples, melons, all of them, bread, pastas, cereals, vegetables, juices, sodas, anything that contains a good amount of sugar is nine times out of ten a majority carbs. That is everything I have for carbs and now we're going to move on to fats. So, Carbs and proteins as well contain four calories per one gram. Fats, on the other hand, are more calorically dense and they contain nine calories per one gram of fat. So they're more energy dense, which means that they're a great source of energy. Haha. <laughs> See what I did there? Yeah. So the whole point of eating food is first and foremost for energy. Then the other functions follow behind. Because they're more energy dense, they are also slower to digest. Fats are first and foremost stored energy, which is literal fat on our body. Fat on our body is stored energy. Think of primal times. Think of when humans didn't know when their next meal was coming. Our fat on our body was used for energy when we couldn't get it by eating. Fat is 
to insulate and protect our vital organs. They're also messengers and they help protein do its job of specifically muscle protein synthesis. I'll talk more about that when I get to protein. They start chemical reactions that help control growth, immune function, reproduction, and other aspects of metabolism. Similarly to carbs, when fats are digested, some fats get used for energy immediately and then the rest is stored inside the cells for future use. When we need extra energy, specifically during long, strenuous activities, so running a mile versus sprinting, when you're sprinting, your body is more likely to reach for carbs for an immediate energy source. But if you're running a marathon, which is way longer than a sprint, your body is going to start tapping into those fat stores in order to fuel the run. Fats in our diet are also extremely important for the production and regulation of hormones, specifically for us women. A low-fat diet decreases the body's production of both estrogen and progesterone, which are the female hormones. <laughs> the female hormones. Those are the most prevalent female hormones, I believe. You've probably heard of low testosterone for men being very bad on their mood, sleep, and muscle building. Low estrogen is just as bad for women as low testosterone is in men. Estrogen deficiency could cause insomnia, night sweats, heart palpitations even, and this can affect you at any age. A low-fat and a low-protein diet can also inhibit the body from producing serotonin, which is quote-unquote the happy hormone. So it's very important for mood regulation and obviously just having a healthy hormone balance and regulation. Now you've probably heard of people call fats healthy fats versus unhealthy fats. So when you think of healthy fats, you think of avocados, nuts, seeds, avocado oil, stuff like that. So this is where this comes from. There are a few types of fat. Polyunsaturated fats are the quote-unquote good fats, as well as monounsaturated fats. So polyunsaturated fats are the hardest to get in a traditionally Western-style diet because they're mainly found in fish. Fish oil is one of my highly recommended supplements that you should be taking, a high quality, high purity fish oil to be exact. I take Omegas from Core Nutritionals. They're the supplement brand I've been using for over two years. If you're interested, I will link them below and you can also use code CAS for 10% off, I believe, on any order. It is a very high purity fish oil, high quality, just like all of their supplements, and I highly recommend it. The monounsaturated fats are the nuts, the seeds, and the oils. Then there's saturated fats. These are fats that come from dairy, butter, and animal fats, so from steaks and fattier cuts of meat. Then there's trans fat, oxidated fat, and hydrogenated fat, which are the quote-unquote bad fats. These are all fats that have been damaged. So trans fat have been damaged by heat. So 
I don't know if you've heard, but some oils, they don't have a high heat point and the nutrients are completely destroyed and damaged when they're heated at a high level and they become trans fat. Oxidized fat are fats that have been damaged by oxygen. Then there are hydrogenated oils, which in my opinion are the worst and I'm pretty sure are the most carcinogenic. These are fats that have been damaged from chemical processes. So a lot of creamers have them in it, a lot of processed foods, and basically it's just a way to make them shelf stable for longer. A hydrogenated oil will stay solid at room temperature rather than liquid. Hydrogenated oil is also found in shortening and margarine so yeah pretty gross if you think about it but you know it's all in the bigger agenda of making more money through food products so you know it's just better to be an educated consumer to the best of your ability similarly to carbs fats have gotten a bad rep in the past but obviously they're super beneficial so make sure you're getting adequate fat in your diet Sufficient fat in your diet will promote better sleep, more energy, reduce cravings for snacks, specifically carbohydrate-based snacks, because when your body is low in energy, it wants that quick source of energy, but fats will give you a more stable source of energy. And they're also very satiating and tasty. So a lot of foods add fat in order to make them taste good. I mean, think of a steak. It gets its flavor from the fat, add some butter to your potato to give it more flavor. You get the idea. Here are some examples of fat sources. Of course, you got avocados, oils. This includes olive oil, coconut oil, canola oil, avocado oil. Canola oil is a very processed oil. I just thought I'd throw it in there for the sake of it so you guys understand all types of fat sources. Nuts and seeds, this can be peanuts, almonds, Brazil nuts, macadamia nuts, butters, so I mean nut butters, peanut butter, almond butter, etc. Cashew, cashews, pecans, sunflower seeds, pumpkin seeds, chia seeds, butter itself, cheeses. Cheeses also usually have some protein but thought I'd throw it in there. Egg yolks. So the yolk of the egg is fat. The egg white is protein. Full fat dairies. So Greek yogurts, milks, again, cheeses, and then fatty fishes like fishes. Oh my God. She did not just say fishes. Fatty fish like salmon. (laughs) Moving on to protein. Again, I have a full episode specifically about protein. So if you want to check that out first, or maybe you're just interested to listen to it after this to get some more information, then it's episode three. So proteins. Proteins, again, one gram equals four calories. And protein is the only macronutrient that can not only maintain but build new muscle tissue. So that is why it's so important and that's why you always hear about it in the health and fitness industry. 
Protein is consumed and broken down into amino acids, which are absorbed by the cells. So we know that carbs are broken down into glucose and the excess is stored as glycogen. Fats are broken down and the excess is stored as fat. And with protein, protein is broken down into amino acids, but there is no, no storage form. There are 20 amino acids, so your body can only produce 11 of them, and then the other nine are considered, quote-unquote, essential amino acids. Essential just means that your body cannot create them, and they need to be obtained from diet. With glucose and other energy sources being present, amino acids will be used for muscle protein synthesis. So, again, I talked about this in episode three. Muscle protein synthesis is just a fancy, sciencey word for muscle building. It'll be used for muscle protein synthesis around the whole entire body, and they will also be used to make more non-essential amino acids. So those are the amino acids that your body can make on its own. It'll make more of those and put those toward muscle protein synthesis. Um, and then they will be rearranged and stored as fat because like I said, there's no storage form for protein. Here is another example of why it is so crucial that you are eating enough carbs, specifically if you're trying to build muscle, which of course I think should be everyone's goal in their health and fitness journey is to build and maintain muscle. If there is not enough glucose, which we know comes from carbs, then your body will use some of the amino acids that it just broke down from the protein you ate and use that for energy for things like your brain, red blood cells, or for energy because you didn't give your body enough to fuel. So although, yes, protein is so important for muscle building, it is important that you are combining that with carbs because, again, if your body doesn't have enough, then you're going to have to sacrifice some of your protein to give your body energy when that should be carbs job. Here are some protein sources. Again, not every single protein source on the planet, but these are the first that came to mind. Chicken breast, low or no fat dairy, so a low fat cheese, a 0% Greek yogurt, um, low fat or 2% or no fat milk, lean ground beef or lean cuts of steak, egg whites, tuna, protein powder, etc. I hope that this taught you a lot. This was one of my most educational episodes so far and I love how it turned out. I did the most research for this episode and I will link some sources in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this helped you. As always, if you have any questions, slide into my DMs on Instagram at BuiltByCass. While you're there, give me a follow. (laughs) If you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, I would absolutely 100% love you for the rest of my life. If you left me a five-star rating and a little review, tell me what you think. I would love some feedback and some input. And... That's it. Thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you next time. Bye.